0: One of them asked for a refund within 24 hours. The second one ended up being that nightmare client where after 15 days, when she emailed back for like the fourth time being like, oh, you missed taking out that, um, at minute 37, can you go and do that? I was like, oh my goodness, like this is a nightmare.
1: Hello fellow risk takers and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk. But to win big, you've got to reduce it. My name is Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research. And I'm here with featured guest, John Lee Dumas. John Lee Dumas, are you ready to rock? I am
0: prepared to ignite, Andrew. Thanks for having me here, brother. I'm fired up.
1: Yes, well, for the audience out there that don't know JLD, he's the host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, award-winning podcast. He's got more than 2,000 episodes, a million-plus listens, a month, seven figures, annual income. You can learn all about it on eofire.com. I learned about John and about podcasting from him when I joined Podcasters Paradise in 2014. That's six years ago. That's his community, which I just checked. You're at 2,501 members. Boom. Look at that. So I just wanted to end this little brief introduction by advising my listeners. For those of you who want to become podcasters, I think the best way to do that is go to the Apple podcast that John's made called free podcast course and listen up. Now, John, take a minute and fill me for the tidbits about your life.
0: Yeah. So, you know, now I live down here in Puerto Rico. I've been down here for four years and, you know, to kind of talk briefly about the flip side of the focus of your podcast. It was the best investment I ever made because I went from California, which was every three months, just raiding my bank account, taking all of my money. And not to mention at the end of the year, slapping on a 1.5% franchise fee to top it all off on gross revenue. And we're not even getting into the federal tax. And I left that 51% tax state and federal area to the 4% total tax haven of Puerto Rico four years ago. And Andrew, man, can you build a financial war chest when you're paying 4% tax? The answer is yes, I've done it and it was my best investment ever.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I remember that move because I've been listening to you f- since the beginning, basically walking around the park here in Bangkok. But the one thing, you know, when you first made that move, I was like, wow, this, I wonder how this is gonna work out. Yeah, but, you know, One thing about you that I think as a finance guy, you know, you basically smoke most finance guys with the amount of disclosure that you give and the success that you've had. So for anybody out there that really wants to understand the business, of podcasting, broadcasting, and all the other things that you do, really go to EO Fire, you know, on the the podcast or on the website, and you'll get his income reports. I mean, literally, I'm listening every single week. And, you know, the lovely Kate Erickson, I have to say, she is is the best. And, you know, she just does a fantastic job. And, you know, reading out, you know, what's going on and what you guys have learned. It's just fantastic. So I want to thank you you for that. Now, let's get into it. Now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one ever goes into their worst investment <laughs> thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. So I want to quickly share
0: my worst financial investment just as a brief little snippet. Cause I think that'd be kind of interesting for people to hear, but there's not a lot of meat behind it specifically. So I want to spend the focus of my worst investment ever on actually a time, energy, and business investment that I made in myself that went horribly wrong as the focal point. but first, I'll tell you, I was just this clueless college student. you know I, I can't remember how I stumbled across this website or maybe it was even an investment book that I read somewhere about how you could make a lot of money investing in penny stocks. And guess what? I know you can, it's true, but you know when you're just doing it as a dabbler and you're not, you know, spending your entire day and, and week consumed in what it means to to trade penny stocks, you're really just playing with fire. And I found that out firsthand. Where unfortunately, like most people, when they first have a successful investment, they think that, oh wow, like I just know everything. I am just able to predict the future. You might as well change my name to Nostradamus. Life is good. That's what happened to me. I found this penny stock after reading this book or reading this guy's website. And it was at six cents, I'll never forget. And I, you know, I said, you know what? I'm gonna just invest a thousand dollars and when it goes to eight cents, I'm gonna sell. And sure enough, I left, I forgot to send like the stop limit order on it. And I went to, I remember it was like a class in art history and I came back and the stock was at 12 cents. And I was just like, oh my God, in literally 45 minutes, I've just made a thousand dollars, which for a college student, is like a semester's worth of drinking and eating and doing all the things. So I was just like, this is the best way ever to make money. And so like, I cashed out immediately, like I sold. And of course the stock went up to 18 cents and I was like, oh my God, what was I doing? And so what did I do? I bought the stock at 18 cents and then I went to bed that night, woke up the next morning, logged in like sometime around 11 a.m. when the market had been open for a couple hours and the stock was down at three cents. So like (laughs) I basically just gave it all back immediately when I could have just like, you know, my mind, I'm like, I could have just, if I had just waited, I could have bought it back at three cents and, but of course, it's just a losing person's game because I didn't know what I was doing. It was completely random. It's penny stocks, and so that ended up being my worst investment ever. Was you know that first initial luck to double my money, yep. but then losing it all essentially all within 24 hours. And I can never, <laughs> I'll never forget like some of my friends were, like I because I showed them my account. I'm like, look, I made a thousand dollars in an hour. They're like, can we give you money and you can do this for us? And I was like huh, maybe, let, let me do a it a fund couple more days first. Yeah, maybe I, I, I should just move into being, you know, starting my own fund here. And of course that would have been a massive disaster. So I'm glad it never came to that. Like, honestly, probably the best thing in the world that happened was that crash because it saved my friends some money. <laughs> but that was my, my worst financial investment ever. Like I've never made a mistake like that egregious again, because luckily I learned my lesson. The, the more kind of focal business investments A mistake and my worst business investment ever is actually on an investment I made in myself and in my business, which was back in 2013. I was one year into Entrepreneurs on Fire. And I said to myself, okay, now it's time to come out with a product, with a course, with an offering. Like I've built an audience up through my podcast. I'm really starting to understand what it means to generate revenue online what's the next step and for me the next step was that course was that offering so i sat down and i just said to myself what is the thing that my audience needs and i really thought it through again just in my own mind which is kind of preluding to you know why this was such a big mistake and i came up with myself this great business idea which was going to be this pod platform where you andrew were just going to record your episode you were going to send me the mp3 I was gonna edit it, I was gonna add the intro, add the outro, upload it to Libsyn for you, upload it to your media host, distribute it out to all the podcast directories. I was gonna do it all. And I invested heavily in this. I hired like 10 people that were going to be you know, working on all of my you know, future clients that I was envisioning that I was gonna have. So I invested a ton of money into it. I invested a ton of time and bandwidth into it, which of course is incredibly valuable as well, building out the systems and the tools. And then I opened the doors and I got two clients, two clients. One of them asked for a refund within 24 hours. The second one ended up being that nightmare client where after 15 days when she emailed back for like the fourth time being like, oh, you missed taking out that, um, at minute 37, can you go and do that? I was like, oh my goodness, like this is a nightmare. And it ended up being a huge blessing because had I gotten like 50 clients, You know, I would have had to keep going down that bad business road because I would have thought that like, I can just get there. I can make it happen. But because I got zero proof of concept by only having two clients and one that stuck around and that one being a nightmare client, I was just able to be like, you know what? This is a incredibly bad investment. I'm not going to go down the sunk cost fallacy of just because I've invested time and money into this that I need to keep pushing forward, which by the way, is why there's so many unhappy lawyers and doctors out there is because they realized after one semester of law school or med school that they hated their life slash the career they've chosen, but they felt like it was already too late because they've invested like five or 10 or $20,000 into the program. And I was not going to let that sunk cost fallacy take me down. So despite that being my worst business adventure and investment ever because it cost a lot of time and took a lot of money for me to like actually find out that answer at the end of the day, man, I am so glad I walked away. I am so glad I did not let that sunk cost fallacy take me down because had it like we wouldn't be talking today because I wouldn't have a successful business. I wouldn't have created time, money, lifestyle freedom, which I've now done, I never would have had the reason to move down to Puerto Rico because I wouldn't have been actually profiting any money. You know, my business would have a razor sharp profit margins and life would not
1: be good. We would be seeing you on the streets. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's just review the, the lessons that you learn. I mean, I heard some of them. I mean, the, the, not, you know, it was all in your head and all that, but maybe you can just tell us the lessons that you learned from that.
0: I the biggest lessons that I learned was this, is like, listen, I created that concept, that product, that offering in my own head, because I thought that's what my audience wanted. Not once did I flip from my head and face outwards and actually go to whom I thought my potential audience would be. And actually, number one, ask them, what is your biggest struggle what do you need number two run this idea by them and say is this something that you'd invest in and then the third part is if they said yes and those people that said yes i should have then said okay well i'm going to be opening the doors in 30 days so let's get a deposit from you let's put your money where your mouth is you're gonna vote with your wallet yes or no right now and If those people are like, oh, well, I know I said I'd invest in it, but I'm like, not ready to do so right now, then you, you got to write those people off because that's not true needs. That's not a true solution to a real struggle because people that have such a serious need for a specific solution, they will pay upfront for that. They will put that deposit down. So that's the, the route that I should have gone. That's the lesson that I learned. Mm-hmm. And Andrew, like you mentioned Podcasters Paris at the beginning of this interview, that was my next adventure. That was my next offering. That was my next step. And so what did I do with that lesson that I just shared with you that I learned? I did just that. I went to people and said, hey, I just had this big failure because people didn't want this pod platform, but I'm looking at creating something different in the podcasting space. What do you want? What do you need? I listened to them. I implemented the idea and the structure. That's it. And then I went to them and said, hey, if you want to be part of podcasters paradise i'm gonna create it and open the doors in 45 days you can invest 250 dollars now to become lifetime members because when i open the doors it's going to be 500 dollars but if you invest now you'll be an early bird and you'll be proving this concept so you're going to get this discount and we had 35 people make that investment which proved to me that it was worth me sitting down spending my time my money in my effort to create this course. 45 days later, we opened it. We already had 35 members and then more people started coming into that higher price point. But that was only after I then proved the concept. So that was my biggest lesson learned is I never have since then created something that I didn't first get proof of concept by actual people investing actual dollars into that offer.
1: And I I mean, I've seen you do that over the years. So, you know, it's real proof. I think my one takeaway from it too, is that sometimes you can get confused about what value you really bring to the audience. You know, the truth is you weren't bringing technological advancement to the audience. You were bringing your voice, your experience interviewing people and all that. And that ended up being the thing that people were willing to pay for. But at the end of the day, Andrew, also it's still
0: timing, like timing, because there's since been companies that now do just that, just what mm. I shared. Yeah. But there's so many more podcasters now that they have this opportunity. They have such a bigger potential customer base We're back in 2013, there just wasn't this massive customer base yet in the podcasting space. So timing is the same thing, which is something to learn as well. And another investment takeaway is, you know, just because it doesn't work the first time, timing could be the reason. And so it could be something that works down the road.
1: All right, last question. What's your number one goal for the next 12 months? My number one goal
0: for the next 12
1: months is to
0: complete my first traditionally published book. It's called The Common Path to Uncommon Success. And I signed with one of the big five publishers, HarperCollins, and I'm very excited about the book and its concept. And I'm practicing what I preach. You know, I tell every single person, you've got to start your day with your most important work. So the first hour of every day for me, Monday through Monday, Saturdays and Sundays included, is writing this book. And right now I have over 50,000 words completed. I'm over 17 chapters. It's probably gonna end somewhere around 60 to 70,000 words. So I'm getting pretty close. But now of course there's the editing process and that's my biggest goal for the next 12 months. And it's gonna come out in the spring of 2021.
1: I'm looking forward to it. I'll be one of the buyers. Well, yes, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. As we end, John, I just want to thank you for coming on the show. I know it's painful talking about our losers, but our listeners (laughs) are learning to win as a result. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Final parting
0: words is try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. Those words are from Albert Einstein and they really changed my life back in 2012, because I wasn't being a person of value. I was just focused on being a person of success. And that was the thing that turned everything around for me was just focusing on being a person of value, just like you, Andrew, are being here
1: today. And, uh, you know, that's a great way to end it I just highlight one other thing that, that I always remember that you say, including this. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you what John's reminded me of many, 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 many times, which is focus, follow one course until success. He's the man. All right, that's a wrap on another great story to help you create, grow, and most importantly, protect your wealth, fellow risk takers. I'll see you on the upside.